you ready to make the phone ring, the website ping, and the till ding? In this episode, we're talking about one of the best kept secrets in any community. It's network of local businesses. Businesses that rely on foot traffic, phone calls, and website visitors. From the skinny lessons that will make you wince to the tell-all exposés, these everyday people are doing extraordinary things in their businesses. Welcome to the secret life of local. I'm your host, Barb McGrath, Google Girl, and founder of the Get Found for Local program. I've been helping local businesses thrive for over 20 years. From online businesses to multi-location stores, you can turn browsers to buyers and thinkers to doers. Today, we're going behind the, sc- behind the scenes with Kathy Sabo from QC Gifts, who makes gift giving easy from little kids' birthday presents to office gifts for the whole team to kick off projects with a bang. Welcome, Kathy. Tell us a little bit about yourself and QC Gifts. Well, first off, thank you so much for having me here today. I'm really excited to do my first podcast. Absolutely. Um, I'm born and raised here in Regina, Saskatchewan. I've had a career in education for the last decade. And then I had some kids and I've kind of transitioned to more of a career here around Regina. Um, But I do have an interesting spin and a different kind of eye um, for looking around the city. So I um, am excited to share some of my lessons learned with you. Absolutely. So we're just, you know, kind of past the holiday season. And, you know, how how was Christmas? Was it a pretty good Um, was it a pretty busy time for your business? It was funny. I kind of didn't expect it to be as crazy as it was. It kind of kicked off with a bang Mm -hmm. with the green cup. Actually, we had some good orders. Then we did some boxes for hotel guests and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And then it rolled into Agribition and Agribition this year was just awesome for us. Mm -hmm. It was our first time being there and it kind of got the wheels um, rolling towards, you know, exhibitions the last week of November into December. So we were right in the thick of it. So from then through on to right, even last week, I was filling orders out. So it was crazy. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So tell us about some of the orders that you fill. Like what, what kind of gifts do you do? Um, well, I kind of have two different branches. So we have the custom gift box where it's um, a husband that has a wife who appreciates local, loves the arts, but he kind of is a busy guy or he doesn't want to spend the time (laughs) to, you know, make um, something really special, but he wants to treat his special somebody with something really thoughtful. Yep. Um, those are my favorites. So I get a big budget. I can talk to my favorite people in town and I can kind of create something in a lovely box. Mm -hmm. And each of my boxes, um, I put a playlist in it. So what I mean by that is it's um, a music playlist that goes on top of where you can even open it. So you get your box and there's a little QR code. And I ask the person to just take that so that while they're opening it, they're actually setting the mood. The music's playing. Oh, so you cool. Can get into the box. And that's actually what I do for all my boxes. So if you look then at like another example, um, this Christmas, I made 200 boxes for a retirement home. Okay. And 
inside each of those boxes, we made cookies, we had chocolate, like bark in there, and then an ornament custom made for the retirement home. Mm -hmm. And and each one of those had a playlist in it where they could listen to a Christmas playlist. So no matter the size of the box, I really want individuals to not just um, have a thing, but I want them to experience it. I think sometimes um, we rely too heavily on like giving things. So a lot of my gifts you'll find that are available on the website are for, um, they're useful gifts. They're useful art. There's Mm -hmm. a purpose behind them and, or there's food related, that sort of thing. So I feel as though, um, it does create more than just a thing. You know what? That idea of a gift experience, that's not something that's common, right? It's not just about get the tissue paper off. Like it's the whole experience around it. Where did you come up with that idea? It just came oh, to you. It just came to me, I guess. You yeah. know, I found that during COVID, um, QR codes came back into like a little more of a popular mm-hmm. thing. I love music. It's a part of who I am. I've always enjoyed that sort of thing. And, yep. you know, I was a believer of the QR code because I had spent so much time in Asia with my past career. Mm-hmm. So, so I just wanted to embrace it in my gift boxes. I don't know why I'm a techie girl. I am a, I like to, you know, be a early adapter and, you know, give people, you know, like, it's not that hard to take a picture of a QR code, try it out. And it's a little surprise for them. And it doesn't cost my business a lot of money. It's Mm -hmm. my time. Yeah. And I think it's thoughtful. So are the, are the playlists curated based on what's in the gift? Or do you kind of have a standard set of, I don't know, 10 or something, and you just pick which one seems to make the most sense for the gift that you're giving? Like, how do you put that together? I think it just depends. If it's a birthday box, I have a birthday playlist. And if it's a thank you gift box, you know, we got all those thank you songs from Dio (laughs) going in there. It's, you know, and then if it's like something special, like to me this past weekend, I had my friend's basketballs, her little guy's basketball league bought um, big water bottles that I can like put, put their team logo on with like their number. And I have towels like that. So I created, created a basketball playlist for them. Oh, cool. So it has like the warm up song and all that. And so each box I had the QR code placed right directly on top of the box mm-hmm. taped on there. So, and then my girlfriend who's like on the group chat for the team actually said, Hey guys, scan this so that you guys can create an experience with your kids. Yeah. Oh, that is so cool. I have never heard or seen anything like that. Obviously I've never <laughs> received anything from you. So that like, that's just a fantastic idea. I, I love that. And I, I hope you trademark that so that, you know, when other people start doing it, that is, is exciting. Okay. So you also talk about purposeful gifts and that really uh, warms my heart because, you know, as a society, we've really landed in this place where it's just stuff, stuff, stuff. Like I just want more, more, more. 
And, you know, I kind of see my own kids. My kids are teenagers and they're falling victim to it. They want, they want, they want. And yet when I look at what they just got for Christmas, the things that we hear about the most are the experiences they had. And, you know, like on one hand, okay, yes, we all want something under the tree, you know, to open. But at the same time, what can we create as an experience instead of just needing more and more and more stuff, right? Mm-hmm. A really good gift box I love giving families is I place um, a game in a box, mm-hmm. like like sequence. Yep. Yes, I have to pay for something, I guess. But, you know, it's it's a game that I think, you know, it's not that expensive and it's a cool thing to have later on. Yep. But then inside it, that box, I also include all these local snacks. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we have so many cool like chocolatiers and like um, drinks and like munchies. Like we have a lot of people making cool stuff in Regina. Yeah. So throwing all of that stuff in there Mm -hmm. and then you can like also add rebellion beer. Like I have a liquor license. Right. Like so I can actually create then throw that playlist in there. And it's an experience. And yes, there's money towards it, mm-hmm. but you're creating more than just like a little snack in a game. Like obviously yeah. your, your kids are going to, you know, remember that fun time that they played sequence with their parents with all those yeah. snacks. And then maybe they'll recreate it a couple of weekends later, mm-hmm. you know? Exactly. Hey, have you heard of um, Canball Games? Do you know that? No. Okay. Tell so me. They're based in Saskatoon and they make uh baseball and football like um Yahtzee no yacht not Yahtzee um what's the game with the pegs that you move so they've created baseball and football games in that same concept uh you just you have to look it up after we're done today because yeah they're made in Saskatoon uh they have a website and sell I think nationally I don't think they're international yet because of the cost to ship but yes. we purchased one for my husband's birthday last year. And it is, it's just like baseball, just like baseball, including the fact that I can still beat my kids. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like you hold on to those moments as long as you possibly can. and it's a local game which is another thing and like these are those conversations like when I first started a year ago I remember I reached out to Val Moker she's a local artist in the city that I just love Mm -hmm. and she was like well do you know this person do you know this person and then it kind of got me into like the network of um what's available and what's going on from her perspective and then I started to actually go to some of the you know, um, craft shows and that sort of stuff to kind of gauge what else is going on in the city. And, you know, it's been such a cool experience from, you know, education and government relations kind of jobs to hearing about like what's going on in the ground grassroots of our city, really. And then sharing those stories, like what you're doing. I, I love the podcast concept. I'm not that brave. I do do a blog though, Mm -hmm. where it's, back in my history you know I've last year in my very first year I think I probably interviewed about 10 local businesses and got their blogs up on my site and Mm -hmm. trying to you know get that momentum going about our city yeah exactly that's that's one of the biggest things and I mean you're totally singing my song now because 
I'm a huge believer that we, we need to help our local businesses get found. It's easy to find Costco, Walmart, and Sobeys, right? We need to help our local businesses get found. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, that's exactly what I do is, you know, what do you need to do to get found? Because we're all on social media. We all push a ton of content out to whoever is watching and listening, but we forget how do we get the customer when they're now ready to make the purchase? Just because my social media post shows up in front of you doesn't mean you're ready to buy right now. But when you are, how do I make sure that, you know, when you start Googling, you know, gift boxes, Regina, things like mm -hmm. that, how do we make sure that we get in front of people? So it's, um, it is, it's a really, uh, it's a really interesting experience to see how all these local businesses kind of come out of the woodwork when you start digging yeah. and, and, and they're too far, they're too far buried. Like Walmart and Costco are just too easy to go and grab the first thing you see on the shelf and say, okay, this is for the mother-in-law. This is for the father-in-law. Here we go. Christmas shopping done. Right. It's just, it's interesting because so COVID was really like what drew me to do this business model because at the time I was in a, uh, communications role where I had the lens of Regina mm -hmm. and I knew that all of the community associations, all of those groups of people were not working at that point. It yeah. was like a shutdown. Mm -hmm. So there was none of that like networking going on. If you were, you know, hoping for, a sh you know, like a community sale or any of that sort of stuff, none of that was going on. Mm -hmm. So I, when I started QC Gist, really was thinking of the people that didn't have the website at the time, that weren't wanting to have that model. Like really, I read the book Traction a little while ago. It's a really good book, yeah. which talks about, you know, how you lay out like your business and structure it. And one of the things that I was doing that I found I was doing wrong was I was spending like you know, 50% of my time worrying about ads on social media, yeah. but only 10% of my sales were coming from it. Mm. So it's like me spreading the web differently yeah. and really understanding that, um, like, even though I think everybody should be on social media and knowing exactly how to use it and where it should be, I needed to also reach out to those places that weren't so easy. So mm -hmm. I created a list of you know, people that I could connect with that could help me spread the word. Yeah, exactly. So like, take us back to COVID and your earlier career. Like, did you just wake up one morning and go like, hey, I want to do gift boxes. Like, take us on that journey. How did you end up being the owner of QC Gifts? What's that, what's that story look like? It, it took some years. It's interesting how I think, um, of woman's career can be affected by having children. Honestly, mm -hmm. I was in a position where I had to do quite a lot of traveling. Okay. Um, the work hours were international hours. Yeah. So when you go away and you have little babies, I'm not saying that for a dad, it's not difficult at mm -hmm. all. Yep. But it was really hard on me. I found that it gave me a lot of anxiety and my mental health like really began to kind of suffer because of it. I wasn't having joy at work anymore. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, well maybe, you know, I had a 10 year, 
10 year career at the U of R. So it was a good like time, you know, doing that, but I was ready for a change. So I did end up wanting to do a communications job because in the back of my mind, I knew I had to get um, more experience on the local scene Mm -hmm. because when it comes to creating partnerships and that sort of stuff, I was already kind of thinking, how could I leverage that it here in Regina? Because I have some good skill sets, you know, developing contracts. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of, those were kind of in my head bumping around. And then I got a job where I learned a lot of the communication skills Mm -hmm. that I needed to communicate locally. Okay. And it was interesting because when I started the job, there was no COVID. And then three weeks in, COVID hit. <laughs> and to be a, a, a senior strategist for all local community centers, yeah, it was a trip, I tell you. But it gave me so much more experience in that time frame mm-hmm. than I would have if COVID wasn't happening. Because that whole time, I was able to practice news releases and all that sort of stuff, which I wasn't doing before, you know, if it was regular time. So it was interesting. Yeah. Oh, it would be. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So we introduced that level of marketing and I wanted flexibility. Mm -hmm. I had these kids at home. I liked working at home because I was doing COVID then for a while at home for about, I don't know, it was like a year and a half with the city. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I don't want to go back into an office. I think this is lovely to have the flexibility. And, you know, some places aren't, weren't willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it kind of just evolved from there. I had all these little ideas and then I shook them out and then I kind of threw the dice out. And then I knew it was going to be about gifts. I didn't know that I would be doing sublimation and customizing stuff to the extent that we are now, but I just think it's such an incredible like Avenue that we've developed now that we're here. Um, I look at sticks and doodles and Mm -hmm. I think of their backgrounds kind of similar to mine, actually. They bought a cricket and like started creating stuff out of wood and, um, a year or two later, poof, they have a bricks and mortar business. And I'm not saying that's what I want by any means, but I did start with the cricket Mm -hmm. and it got those creative juices of mine um, flowing. And it made me really think about how we can make such professional items, even at our house. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's pretty cool what we can do nowadays as um, an entrepreneur, if you're willing to, you know, pound the pavement, make those connections. And then, you know, I'm a year in, And we, you know, have a lot more work to do, but like, I'm confident that each year it's going to get better. Yes, exactly. So talk about this customization. So I come to you and I say, hey, I need a gift for my husband or my mother-in-law. Like, tell me about that customization process, because uh, it sounds a little bit like to you, the sky's the limit. So as long as I come to you with, here's who I want to gift for, here's my budget, here's their interest, then like your creative juices just take over from there. Is that right? It is for the most part. Like when I do like a like an order of custom, um, they usually will say, you know, okay, like I'll give you an example. Say a hubby call. I don't want to do the hubbies. Say <laughs> they get beat uh, up enough because I suspect you see many of them. I do. I do. And so let's just think of, okay, we have a girl that broke her ankle at the office and we want to get well box, you know? Okay. Um, 
And so what I kind of do is, is I ask the person who's, you know, called me or emailed me. I just, I ask them a few things like, are they a plant person or are they a chocolate person? Are they a coffee person? And um, just a few things there. What's their favorite TV show? And it kind of gives me, I have some pretty good gauges of emotional intelligence. So I can kind of sleuth on the internet a bit on them and I'll actually kind of figure out where I feel like their interest on that, those topics might be or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I would, you know, create a couple designs of items like um, a water bottle or a t-shirt or something like that. And I'll send the design to the person Mm -hmm. and they can kind of give me some guidance from there. And then we can adjust um, and then send, once they're good with it, I then will sublimate it onto like the blank. And so really what I'd use is I use Canva. It's a designing program, Mm -hmm. which has hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of clip arts. So really all I do is is I kind of just you know, create a couple things using the clip arts. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, sublimation, it's a really interesting process. It's a special ink that you actually heat up and then it turns into a gas and then it adheres to like a plastic. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. So what you have to do is really have like it, the images on like printed onto something and then secured to that product that you're putting it onto super tight. Mm -hmm. And that's how the transfer happens. It's kind of like you're burning the image into the plastic, if you could imagine it that way. Okay. Yeah. That makes some sense. Wow. Like I, I'm trying to wrap my head around that. Like how in the heck did you, how did you learn to do that? Well, you know, designing on Cricut was like my start And then it took me like to do social media and stuff. You already are using Canva. Mm -hmm. So to then be able to design something to print off on a special kind of paper, it's not that big of a leap. Um, And really, like, I have to say YouTube, Snapchat, and all of those social media tools out there Mm -hmm. show people how to do things. It's incredible. So, you know, like trial and error, you know, you have to commit to something. I have made a lot of errors with Mm -hmm. the products that we've made and, you know, we don't sell those. So there's a big investment in learning how to do it for sure. But now that we're here, like I tell you, I get every, every time something goes out, I tell you, people are sending messages back saying how they thought this was the most thoughtful gift and my favorite gift to give. Yeah. So, you know, it's not just about, you know, them getting it, you know, everybody gets happy. You get happy giving it to the person, you get happy making it. I had these two girls, oh my gosh, Yep. this, this uh, Christmas, it was pretty funny. They have, they play pranks in the office okay. where they take a picture and then they put it on something funny. Okay. Well, so they've been putting, or something like that. So anyways, they did this mug where they got a silly picture of the girl. And then on the other side of the mug was the girl that was sending it to her, sticking her tongue out at the picture. Oh my goodness. It was so funny. And and then, you know, it's just started now this pranking in their office that I helped them with. It's hilarious. Absolutely. Okay. So we are actually getting close to having to wrap up, but before we do that, Tell me about like your 
favorite box you ever did or the craziest one you ever did? Like, give us an idea of the like breadth of what you can do. Well, for Grey Cup, we did a good one that I thought turned out really good. It was for a large company in the city and they were um, having a bunch of their head office come down to Regina for the Grey Cup. Mm-hmm. So they had, you know, rented out, say, 50 hotel rooms. Yep. And I had a healthy budget. Um, so I was kind of given the freedom to play around with it. And so what I did was like, you know, I said, okay, so what kind of things were you expecting? And they kind of had their, you know, few little things. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, all right, but what about all of this? And so uh, this is how I make it easy. I make it more than what you would think. And that's what makes these gifts pop. So I was like, well, those are great ideas. We'll have some, you know, coffee pods and some tea. Sure. We'll put in, you know, a a granola bar. But then what I did was I was like, let's get some Tylenol because they'll probably be hung over from the gray cup. Okay. Yep. What about some earplugs while you're in the hotel room? Because people are going to be partying and that's going to be super annoying and you might want to get some sleep. So earplugs put in there. Oh, and your hands and your feet might be cold at the game. So I put warmers in the box. So then I ran around the city, worked with Lux, Simpson Snacks, Cyberpunk Soda, you know, all of these guys and put those items in there. So then this big business feels good too because they're supporting local. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, I made my playlist with some, you know, typical Grey Cup songs, but I had to sneak some, you know, Ryder songs yeah. in there yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And I just had a blast doing it. And I tell you, they felt great leaving those for their people that were coming here. And I'm sure that it amplified their experience of the Grey Cup even. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. That is fantastic. All right. Just before we wrap up today, Kathy, uh, tell people how they can find you. Sure. If you don't mind, you can email me at Kathy with a K at QCGifts.ca. You can check out me, check me out online at www.QCGifts.ca. And I'm also available on all social media channels like Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. Awesome. That is fantastic. That is such a neat story uh, that you have, Kathy. And you know, I hear, I hear from so many entrepreneurs how they left the corporate career or they left that traditional trajectory. Um, Sometimes it's tied to kids, family, and sometimes it's just what's inside of us, right? We have that pull to do something different. So thank you for sharing with us so openly today. On that note, if you would like to be a guest on the show, you can email me at barb at abovethefold.live or reach out on our Facebook and Instagram pages at abovethefoldca. If you want to sell your story, then you need to tell your story. And there is no better place to start than being a guest on The Secret Life Show. I'm your host, Barb McGrath, Google Girl, and founder of the Get Found for Local program. Remember, you worked hard for your success. Don't keep it a secret. Bye for now.